Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Along Podcast here live at Fatty Beer Company in Orchard Park, New York. I'm Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monis with a nice brick background, Jim. I love it's it fitting. when we get here in person. Never disappoints. No, always knowledge gained. Uh, the selection of beer is always outstanding. Got a little light beer today, a My Time light beer. It's a summery day in Buffalo in early November. And I'm going to say summery for Buffalo. It's kind of springish for Charleston, South Carolina. But (laughs) I am feeling Charleston vibes today. So I feel like this is, you know, I just wanted a light beer, enjoy the weather, talk some football. Yeah, usually if we're talking about the weather, it's, you know, you just want to punch somebody in the face. Nobody likes to talk about the weather. But it's legit. It's usually really a sign you have nothing in common yeah, with yeah. somebody. Like, I, I usually people just turn the podcast yes, right off. Right. But it's really warm. I was historically yeah, warm. I, I think it was more. I was trying to at least explain the light beer selection. <laughs> well, I went IPA still. Lawson's finest liquids in the sunshine. <laughs> There's no rule. Eight, eight percenter. Um, but that's the thing. The selection had you at Fatty. The selection had you a little. I was flustered. I was flustered. Yeah. I was like, uh, you know, Charlie Kelly up at the. Oh yeah, the board on all side. Uh, Pepe mm-hmm. Sylvia, a lot of well, calculations going on here. I can tell you from our good time here at Fatty last week before the Bills game, uh, Chris and I, you know, the Fatty beer did not necessarily help our knowledge of football. Uh, we both felt very confident. We broke the Rams, 49ers game down thoroughly outside, mm-hmm. enjoying the beer. And we both came to the conclusion that there was no way the Rams were losing this game. Coming oh. off a of bye week. All the – everything. They, they've been owned, right? 49ers owned the Rams. No way could they lose. So, Chris, that's why we don't gamble unless responsibly. And don't ever think that ever, all the beer you drink at Fatty will give you knowledge for gambling. Little did you know Christian McCaffrey would – what just throwing? Just the old chemistry. Run. You got to be there in the off season and get to, get that chemistry together with the team. Hey, that only applies to a quarterback. And well, and Jimmy G is yeah, right. 
And well, we talked. Okay, we'll, we'll get into it. All right. Well, we anyway. talked a lot yeah. about Green Bay this week. We talked a lot about Buffalo this week. We tend to do that on the podcast. Right. Right. So we figured. All right, this episode, um, we'll, we'll hit on the games a little bit. We'll preview the yeah, action. Some good stuff. But at the same time, we know you know folks might be listening to this after the game. So we have our midseason um, re prognostications uh, out. So let's think big picture. We know the Bills, the Chiefs. Geez. The Eagles, you know, yeah. what, let's just, you know, let's spend an hour or whatever talking about a team or two that can threaten. Yes. That could get hot right now. The threat you believe the in. Because like, we've got eight games. We've watched these teams. Who do you I, think could legitimately? So who are the obvious threats at this point, right? The obvious threats. So we're not going to, we're not going to stun anybody, but Baltimore Ravens to me are an obvious threat. Uh, one healthy defensive, but that with Lamar, that's an obvious threat to me. No doubt. Okay, you feel that way, Baltimore. I know in your predictions, we all—I think we all might have had Baltimore. Or no, did you have Cincy? Cincinnati. So not, no, I'm not throwing in the talent. I'm not so, so, quite yet. So well, the Jamar Chase thing does have me a little confused. But saw a great stat today about that 2020 draft class: Tua, Herbert, Burrow. And I'm forgetting another guy that has a lot of wins. Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Oh, my goodness. Burrow is by far the worst of the four win-loss record. They showed it. It's crazy. But that class has certainly put themselves on the map compared to, and we'll talk about that. Well, it's class, like a 2020 versus 2021. It's, well, I just, what was my biggest disappointment yeah. in the article? The 21 class of quarterbacks is just like. But you know what, Jim? You saw that coming. I mean, I, really. I kept saying it in the office. I said, we need to see steps. It, it didn't show last year, you know, but you don't want to be too hard on rookies. And I know we're getting on the quarterbacks, but I think I, I put on the article, too. I think Fields is finally being used right. Yeah. He's basically a rookie. Let's face it. I mean, that first year, you know, and that's how they never make it. But I am kind of want to keep my eye on the Bears, uh, just how they keep using him. What? It, could he be right, let's not get ahead of ourselves, yeah. but you're, you're way too humble of a human being, so I'll just say it. As we we podcasted a ton <laughs> leading up to that draft, that, and I, I can remember as as all of us were drooling over Trevor Lawrence, obviously, yeah, but, he was a, but even Zach Wilson's drawing praise from our buddy Chris Sims, yeah. um, you know, Trey Lance and, the, and everything that he could do. Yeah. Granted, we haven't really seen him yet. Uh, Mac Jones. Uh, you, you were high on Justin Fields. I, and other than that, you were pretty lukewarm on everybody, everybody else. else was. And if you look at it now, Fields looks yeah, like the best of the bunch. Because, yeah, because of that, you could use him because of guys like Hurts and 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 Lamar and guys that have a skill set. Yeah, that Hurts blueprint is looking pretty is damn looking, good the, in Chicago right and now. If, if they can find – because all of a sudden you see – all of a sudden their offense is – they're letting Fields loose. And, yeah, right now this is what he is. He's a one-read guy. He wants to make plays with his legs. That's okay. So is Cam Newton. You know, yeah. and, and develop, develop, develop. You know, trying like hell to trade Kyler Murray for something <laughs> so I can start Fields on my fantasy team. <laughs> I, will, I will say, I think thing. this second half he's going to take the off. The other thing with Fields too, I mean, he is. I watch any game. It got, it, the toughness is just yeah. like I love that. So anyway, all right. I mean, so I'll never forget that hit he took against Clemson. I mean, remember, remember that yes. hit? The, yes. There were six touchdowns that yeah. game. I think he, a ridiculous game. Yeah. And, well, the, the biggest stage. Yeah. Like this, it's not big for him. He needs, but these guys need. We keep talking. We've talked about it so much. They need help. They need a coach that can see what they do well. 
Greg Williams, a great defense coordinator in the NFL forever, um, especially with the Saints when I was there. But I love that in scouting meetings. He always said that. Tell me what they do, and that's how I'm going to use them. Why would yeah. I not? Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. He used to say that all the time, too. <laughs> every, t- every time. Or no, he would say it can't be that, can't be that simple. Every time Greg Williams comes up, I mean, I'm so glad I talked to him for the blood oh. and guts here. I mean, his he could have I it. saw that line he he had on nickel corners needing to like be tough, and it was something like uh, you need a guy with balls, <laughs> and then he paused. He goes nuts. <laughs> you, you've been around him because that, that was pretty dead like, on. Just in case you like, in on. case I didn't know what he was getting at with balls, he he, he continued with nuts. Can't stop. <laughs> But anyway, right. It's just so um, – so those classes are fascinating. Though, yeah. That whole thing. Because you think it, like, hurts in two right now. Well, we, I think we expected – I mean, I sure as hell did. I wrote about a, a jump out of Trevor Lawrence. We, and, and After that Chargers early, game, I was all early. in. I'm like, here, we're seeing it. How about me? And oh, Jim picked the Jaguars maybe to win the division this year. Yeah. Whoa. Um, it's just sad. And he, he, we just all the Jaguars to win, I feel like, just deep within our souls. Just It'd almost be strange. Like that Marone, that success they have with Marone yeah. is almost like, did that really happen? Like, boy, they were good. They sure. were good. Sure, that did wonders for his ego as a defensively. Coach. Yeah. Got Denver, their head coach. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, but but the threats. Back to the threats. I do agree with you. Cincinnati should be considered right there with Baltimore. They they've earned that right for sure. That offense. They're, I said they're like, and we're going to talk about another team. But there are certain teams in the AFC right now. These are the great offenses in the NBA. When they're on fire, it's like you're not doing anything to stop it. Baltimore, when Lamar's loose, forget it. Cincy, when that offense, you're not stopping it. And here's the, another threat right in the division, Miami. All right, well, let's let's hit Go on ahead. Baltimore. Yeah. You get into Baltimore, I'll get into Miami yep. a bit because these are two teams that these made the major, major moves at it. the deadline, right? Yeah. So Baltimore, they get Roquan Smith. Sideline to sideline, they need it. Monster. They need that. They need that energy and attitude on that defense right now. That they're 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 close to you know when they're healthy in the secondary, they're good. Not great, but good. Um, they need that that kind of enforcer in there. And Miami went went after Bradley Chubb and then handed him a I massive contract. You know, I'm all about this. I mean, I, I'm all. They're both chasing Kansas City, oh, Buffalo, right? Right. That's what they're doing. And the only way you're going to beat them. Is is you're going to have to stop those quarterbacks. Roquan Smith, Chubb, those guys will help you on yeah. defense. And I that's the only way you're going to slow – got to slow them down. You're never going to stop them. But slow down Allen, slow down Mahomes somehow because your offenses are electric. Like, yeah. you can outscore these guys. AFC playoffs. Oh, it's going to be fun. I think it's – Did we forget anybody? I mean, real quick. I know we just did – We I kind of feel like – yeah, I definitely want to get into those two teams in the AFC, but for AFC wise, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll stay in that conference. Yeah, Miami, I mean, Cincy, the Baltimore. Jets are frauds. Yeah, not good uh, enough on offense. The Patriots, it's no. like every time you want to run it, the numbers in your head, you and have to show Could have a lane here. I, it's hard to get past Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, in the situation at quarterback. Agreed. Um. I mean, Cleveland's going to get Deshaun Watson. Well, now, okay. 
There you go. What happens? Because I'm not a Cleveland hater because that offense. You called it. Yeah. That, the win against Cincinnati. I like there's some things on that team. They're playing very there's they're one of the best first half teams right now in the NFL. And that's a clear sign. I've tracked this over the years. It's a clear sign of a good football team. The teams yeah. that come out and get on the get the lead, hold on to the lead. They don't always hold on to the lead. But they're playing well right now in the first half. That tells me we all know Brissett. He's not he's not the answer. Great backup. What you want is a number two for sure. Ideal. But man, now. Nah. <laughs> Amari Cooper looks like a star. He's so good. Now, Always has been. Jerry Jones has done Always has this been. kind of stuff before, but like he overpays for him in the moment. And then it tries to get out of that contract. They trade him for a fifth round pick. And now Amari Cooper looks like a player that was worth every penny of that original Cowboys contract. It's who the market. Um, you said it best. How do you explain? <laughs> There's certain things that are hard to explain. With he also, you know, was doing everything in his power for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, that's what. This is where I was going to go. With it. I, the, the amount of time they spend on on this running back thing, it's like, are you paying attention to anything that's going on in football? Yeah. You're, you're you're fighting over these running back carries, and we've talked about this. I'm not against the running game, but just make sure you want to score some points throwing the ball too. I, I, I want to get your front office yeah. perspective on, on that just while we brought it up. So Tony Pollard just explodes, right? Yeah. Three touchdowns, yeah. 50 yards, whatever it was. And again, this is like the third time he's done yeah. it. The owner, Jerry Jones, publicly says, this is Zeke's team. He's the main guy. We're going to run through Zeke. And uh, obviously it makes no sense because Pollard has just wildly outproduced Zeke at this point. They're going to move on from Zeke after this year. Contractually, they'd be stupid to keep him. I would agree. Is it, do you think that Jerry Jones is, is just trying to keep Zeke into it mentally and is coddling him? Mm-hmm. Just trying to keep him upbeat and Too hard. focused and optimistic about the season? Is, or is Jerry Jones really that stupid? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Probably go it, okay, let's do it this it's, way. It's, it's bad either way. Let's it's do like it this way. To if we're not there, I, I'm, so I'm not guessing, okay? I'm not guessing on what goes on in that building. But I don't have to guess on if the owner does want something done in any building, it's going to get done, whether it's Ursay, yeah. Snyder, Terry Pagul. It's going to happen. Well, maybe not Patrick Mahomes. But for the most <laughs> part, if the owner wants something done, it's going to get done. So if we only, don't know what's going Only you oblige, Jim. They wouldn't have it. Josh, the too good to be true. Josh Allen. We did Buffalo. Um, Beats him in the regular season. Give him that. Anyway. All right. So, but the Dallas thing is, that team has my interest. I mean, I'm intrigued by yeah. Dallas right now. Because they, they're another team I do think offensively. Dak is right. I like Lamb. The defense is. That, that defense is. Strong. Dan Quinn. Good job. We have had Okay. Let's, let's yeah, go ahead. I got so off track. The, though, I right? know. We're all. AFC. So, all right, you've got we have the, the top the, the, dogs. The, 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 we have the teams that can out, they can score with the Bills and Chiefs. You know, the, those are the threats. You have to score with those guys. Did you see that no quarterback in the NFL has been blitzed more than Lamar Jackson? Amazing. It's interesting that that's how teams are trying to stop him, is just sending bodies this yeah. way, just kind of like an avalanche. Yeah, almost right. And then almost forces him, you almost force him to go a certain way by the blitz yeah. so you know where he might be. Is maybe the thinking, I don't know, but I can tell you, man, if 
if you aren't trying to stop him somehow creatively, I don't know how you stop him. I mean, Rashad Bateman, though, yes. using him as big. So I, now you're down to kept, Marcus Robinson and well, um, wait, don't, wait, Deshaun, Devin Duvernay. Deshaun Jackson. I mean, Duvernay, they, they go I like Duvernay. Tight ends, I do you like know, which, I love. which, you know, we, we talk about Greg Rome, you know, we joke, man, the way he does utilize tight ends, I don't know if I've ever been around anybody. As yeah, good. I mean, I let me say this: I haven't been a, and Andy Reid and Sean Payton use tight ends it, outstanding. I don't know if they use as many tight ends as well as Greg Roman does. They all are unbelievable tight ends. So, to your, I think what it shows me is you can still be. You don't have to have the, the big time wideouts if you are that creative with tight ends because they're matchup nightmares for defenses. Isaiah Likely, go long happy hour. I know you were on him. Like early, well, hey, I've missed good one. my fair share. No, you can't sure. go. Well, don't no. I like likely though. He he's, he's a perfect compliment to Andrews. Just watching him at Coastal. I mean, yeah. we we had the story on Coastal Carolina, kind of building a power yeah. down south, and um, so I, I'd watch their games as much as I could, and I don't even care what the competition is. I mean, he he is just a well. Big, strong, athletic, soft hands, like every trait you could want in a tight end, he possesses. And I think that his role is going to grow now with Bateman out. You're going to see a lot of those two tight end sets. That's exactly right. And Greg Roman is equipped to handle yeah. that. He'll, he'll, that's okay for Roman. You think that they can really keep up, though, with, with Buffalo I, no. and Kansas City? You know, <laughs> I they, don't. No. <laughs> I still think they're a threat, though, because um, that's me, just my, my opinion. My opinion doesn't matter when you're on the field with Lamar. So, yeah, Lamar, Lamar is. He can, that's what I'm saying. You can't. It, what I always tell, tell this story about Jim Johnson in Philadelphia, the great D coordinator, when we played the Atlanta Falcons in Philly, early 2000s. Yeah. He hated playing against Michael Vick because he said anything he came up with, game plan wise, didn't matter. He just throws it out the window. And that's what I mean. It's so hard to predict what you're going to, you know, you can try your best. So anyway, so I think, but I do think this, they, they, I think all those teams are threats to the Bills and Chiefs. Like they, they, this thing isn't, it's never, like we talk about every week, it's never easy. So it's the NFC playoffs, just, it's, I can't wait for that, right? Let's just get there. I think the Saints beat Baltimore Monday night. Oh yeah, I can see it. In New Orleans, I have a rule. Superdome. At night. At night. The voodoo is working. Just bet it. Don't yeah. overthink it. You'll you'll hit more than you you'll lose on that. Yeah. Might not, but yes. It's it's just a different beast out there at night. And that team, well, you're doing some I know. You know the toughness on that team. Yeah. N- namely Demario Davis. Demario Davis will have a yeah. takeout on him Monday. It's it runs Would you- Kind of went a direction I wasn't expecting with that story, Jim. That, honestly, that has me scared too. Well, he's um not scared, but like, is it like he's a spiritual, spiritual dude, more so than a lot of players are. I mean, he he really got into all the different conversations he's had with God since he was a kid. So, I think the story will uh, be pretty enlightening. And you know, it just got me thinking, like. We're getting off the rails here. I know. Like, it happens. It happens. It happens, right? Fatty Friday. Fatty Friday. But the, in this profession where there's so much that's out of your control, right? Like injury, um, getting replaced, just week to week, anything can happen. And it's it's the most violent game on earth. Um, it can 
mentally just send you in a really, really dark place. I mean, yeah. I've talked to a lot of players who have battled depression, right? And you've seen it. Didn't even know Sammy Watkins was going through what he was going through. Uh, that's why when I said scary, it's because of this, you know, like he, car crashes, car oh, crashes completely. Every linebacker. But it just kind of hit me that you know, that this is why so many NFL players are devoutly religious. You know, you have to find something Some, to just it to just let go. Whatever it is, you know. I mean, I consider myself fairly religious, right? I like like. Most Americans believe in God, believe in a higher power. But tomorrow day kind of takes it to a different different level. And I think that ability to just let go has guided him through some pretty brutal trials and tribulations. So, uh, yeah, I think New Orleans um, at three and five in the NFC South. Yeah, give me New Orleans. Just go through and look at some of those. Don't count them out. Yeah. Dal- Dalton and that divi- like right now that division is wide open. Michael Thomas is done again. I, of course. But, but it's almost like you weren't counting on no, it anyway. kind of forgot about now, it. No, I will say with Kamara needs to stay on that field for this thing to come true. They do. Yeah. All right. So okay. let's look at the Ravens' schedule, though. So even if they lose to the Saints Monday which, night. Which, they're, honestly, they're a playoff team. Yeah, whatever. Get, get, a load of, get a load of this. Panthers, Jaguars, Broncos, Steelers, Browns, There's Falcons, right. Steelers, Bengals. That's the rest of the Ravens' schedule. There's the run. If they're trying to like, you know, now you know something crazy happens. Bills, KC. Now you're fighting for a possible home. You know, I you never know how it's going to shake out. That's really we already know all these teams are going to be in the playoffs. Now it's home field, which we'll get into that probably in the playoff time. They're kind of due for. I don't know if we'll some good it. some good juju toward the end of the season after last year. I mean, Baltimore is down to I like they're down their, to six and seventh stringers. They're health. Tyler Huntley. But but it's like what they're. They're healthy. It's always something. They're secondary. They running backs. Yeah, they are always banged up. They are always. I love Gus Edwards when he's out there. So good. When there it is. When I know. He is so that's what has you concerned then. Yeah. Miami needs it. Miami's trying. They know they need to stop the quarterback. Go get. You. I love that. Love, love, love it. Just what the Bills did. How are we gonna beat Mahomes? One way. Von Miller, come on. How are we going to beat Josh Allen Mahomes? What do you see in in Bradley Chubb? Everything. I will say this. He's not like – he's different as far as – what he is, he's so big and straight-ahead powerful. For a tall guy, he actually plays with pretty good leverage. Um, He's not that bend-around-the-corner type player. The athletic – like Von Miller is like the – Von Miller is the elite of the the bend guys, I call him. The Khalil Max. Those are your elite athletic PNs. Chubb's a powerful – but hand use, he's a student of the game. Oh, that made me just think of Miles Garrett when I just said the elite. That, that's the best. I, I put on that. If you didn't want to give the MVP to a quarterback, you can go ahead and give it to him. I saw that. that. I love him. I, I, he's, he's a boy. But um, I love that what Miami did, though. Yeah. That's how you do it. You have to attack. Where are they getting this money? I guess if you have a quarterback. We'll worry about it later. Go get Rams. How the Rams doing with all that? Yeah. Still, yeah. They're still smoking cigars every night. Oh, they're, they're still McVay. They're still laughing. Hey, it got you a Super Bowl. You might as well do it if you're Miami. Go get it. And then worry about the consequences later. And I think you've seen <laughs> enough in Tua Tonga Viola to he, say, okay, we can load. I mean, they started loading up with Tyree Kill, obviously, in the offseason, but just ramp it up a notch. The combination of Tua and Mike McDaniel mm-hmm. is working. McDaniel knew exactly what he wanted to do with this offense. Exactly. 
you could see it. And the funny thing is, you can see how Jacecki, they're having a tough time really keeping him. His production has fallen off. He's become a red zone guy, which is okay. You know, but is he happy about it? They don't care. But I mean, as long, I'm saying it's funny how McDaniel knows this is that's spread it out. Let's go. To, let's go to work. Get the play action. Get rid of the ball quick. It's not even like overly complicated, but you need to make decisions fast when you're the quarterback. If you can see it's, with Tua, every he time. just has to know. He knows where too. is that hole in the defense yeah. and just throw the ball to the hole. And then and, you know, you know what I mean. Let like, them go. Let them go. Then just let them go. And he can make that decision quick. He can make it quick. His his um, but, his handling of the ball, like with the ball fakes and just getting it out as fast, it's decisive. There's no wasted motion. I love his attitude, toughness. He and Hurts, man. That Alabama, that Alabama toughness yeah. is real. It is. There's a reason they were champions. We we forget about that toughness. We talk, I love talking about that because I think it just separates everybody. Mm-hmm. The, the toughness, the mental too, the mental and physical. Because what Tua had to deal with this year, he's never dealt with. In his life, and culturally too, there's something to that that Polynesian like they're tough. tougher on the island. I could tell you, yes, my experience with anybody from that culture, they defensive tackles, whatever position, linebackers, they're all the same. Yeah, like they run through walls, fearless. I think it's because they grow up like the fearless part. It's the surfing. It's the you know they're out there. They're they're not afraid to do that stuff. They've been around that. They, yeah. that, that you have to be fearless to be a good surfer. You do. You do, exactly. I'm serious. Yeah. I really believe this. Like I know it might sound. Crazy. I mean, and you've got tsunamis. Like like Panay Sewell was talking about. But when, those guys. I mean, they're they're getting on the highest right. hill mountain to, to avoid the. Anyway, it's we're, incredible. We're just, where can you get that breakdown? <laughs> Interesting that Miami did trade our guy Chase Edmonds. So the beautiful it, mind of Chase Edmonds, the go long curse, he's gone. <laughs> it just was I don't know. It, just, bits, it wasn't a fit. It, right? it happens. And credit to everybody involved. They didn't work. We tried. Let's move on. Had a handful of drops. Um, which I didn't know that to, about. Yeah, he, drops. I always they thought signed he him was, for his hands. Yeah, I, I never. The Bills wanted him. The Bills thought they were going to sign him. Chase was ready to sign with the Bills, and he took a look at those taxes and said, ah, state of Florida. Well, and now he's in Colorado. I'm either, but there's other things good out in Colorado. He'll be happy with some good laws out there, too. But, uh, but, but I'll tell you this. This is when – now this is fun after the trade. Now you see how these guys – you know, now the second half is about just getting used to your new team. Because it's never that easy. The great players kind of go wherever, especially theaters. But there is a PR movie. There is life involved. I mean, there is a transition. So that's why I like seeing now what happens with the team. Now the injuries, yeah. Bengals, Bowers, Chase's injuries. So you're finding out you know, some depth. You're finding out things about your team. Just to stay on Miami, yeah, yeah. Course, let's not forget that Mike McDaniel is – he was the brains behind San Francisco's run game, which next, next to Baltimore, which is incorporating the quarterback. I mean, they had the best run game in the NFL in Cleveland last two, three years. So it, this offense is so two-eccentric right now. Like, they're in the dome. They're on fast turfs. They're in good weather. I feel like they're, they're throwing it around a lot. They've got all this speed. I think that McDaniel's kind of thinking a few moves ahead here. He, he's no dummy. He knows the weather's going to turn. If they, if they want to go the distance, they've got to win in Buffalo. Or Casey. 
or KC or Baltimore, or Baltimore <laughs> right? It could get, it could get ugly. good. I like this. I so like this. They I don't, like this. you know, is their line as good as San Francisco? No, not, not close. But what did he do at the trade deadline? He brought in an old friend, Jeff Wilson. Now they yeah, got, they got like Raheem Moster and I, Jeff I love Wilson. when coaches do that. Two guys he's familiar, familiar with. I love that. that scheme. Yep. And when Jimmy Stadman's, I can remember, it wasn't our conversation for so long. It was around the same time at training camp um, with the throng of reporters out there. He, he meticulously broke down why that run scheme was so difficult to learn. It's different. I mean, that wide zone, It's if you're not used to it, with the timing and how things have to sync up. Running backs have styles, just like quarterbacks. Running backs have styles too, right? You got to fit them yeah. into that scheme. There are different schemes, right? That's a, I think that's maybe not talked about enough. That's going to be the key. I mean, if Miami's actually going to not, not just threaten Buffalo or Kansas City, but overtake them, they've got to be able to play both ways. They got to and be able to get into that playoff game and win with the run if they have to. Yeah. The scary thing about like. I don't think any of those teams. Honestly, Cincinnati is the team on defense that I think maybe could give the Bills and Chiefs maybe a little bit, you know. But I haven't seen that defense like I thought it would be this year. I, and then they just lost yeah. Chidabe Awuzier, the shutdown corner for the year. And that's where I feel like Cincy is. Like that defense isn't right, which I thought they were with that secondary pass rush. I don't know if any of these defenses can threaten KC. That's how I feel. That's why I think I feel strong about Buffalo KC. Who can who can at least make them earn their points? You know, Burrow, or is it a straight shootout? I mean, Burrow and Jamar Chase have, have something really special. To lose that, you can see it. Their offense was just pedestrian without Jamar Chase. I like T. Higgins. I like Tyler Boyd. But Chase is the player that just took that offense to a different level because of what he has with Joe Burrow. Where they're going to need him back. And by the time he comes back, where's where, where, where Cincinnati going to be in the AFC? Right. Talking myself out of uh, picking Cincinnati to win the division. It's just it's just a good long prediction. We, we hey, 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 no, it's not just – No, here's what I was going to say. More important than that is that we, we recover from bad predictions on go long. We don't right. get fired over it. You didn't fire me for saying I thought the Carolina Panthers might be good this year. I didn't fire you. I didn't. I, I didn't. Say. I didn't go to. I didn't go to Gina asking if you would stop when you thought Jared Goff was a good quarterback, and I still bet on him because you taught me to do it. It's gonna need a little bit more time, Jared. Are you? More time. Are they gonna win anymore ever again? They might be great. Are they gonna? <laughs> I mean, oh, actually, actually, I agree with you on that. Actually, I was looking at that. I was looking at Beach Boy again. I'm like, they're not a. God, all right, this is the good right, transition right. Into, we, the into the NFC. Because like, here we go. What a huge game for Green Bay. No doubt. Huge. The NFC is so wide open. Except I mean, for they Jones lose their three and six. And you start to wonder, is the quarterback going to check out like he did in 2018, McCarthy's last year? Very real possibility. If they win their four and five in a muddled NFC, you're right on the precipice of sneaking into the playoffs and Maybe doing some just getting, and they getting. did. They find the formula there against Buffalo. They actually committed to the run. Something they should have done. Maybe, maybe that's Aaron Rodgers' role. Maybe he doesn't want to be the onesie. Maybe he's tired of Green Bay so much he wants to go on the road. He doesn't. I'm sure that will be the the next topic of McAfee. Oh, this is all part of the mask. He wants plan. to go back to Cali. He wants to play in San Francisco. Hey, I've heard that real quick that you said about McDaniel in Miami. Did you ever ask Kyle Shanahan if McDaniel was the architect behind the 49ers? Uh, 
we don't really know, do we? Well, I, if you ask them, I think I know what his answer is. No, could be. That's all right. I was, no, that was more just. I was Shanahan doesn't have an ego. I'm sure, he gives again all the credit. But let's stay, back to the NFC though. Love the NFC too. Different than the AFC, where the AFC is like quarterback elite. Just you're not welcome. You're not welcome. Like this is an elite club right now. Yeah. As far as the top three, four. I'm gonna put Burrow there and Herbert and two. All these other guys knocking on the door. The NFC. 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, Philly, Jalen Hurts. These are good football teams with kind of not elite that we would say in that class of quarterbacks, which goes against, you know, which, but for the NFC right now, they are the elite in the NFC. And they are what's battling on the whole. Like you did a great job on Minnesota this year. You were, you put that out early and wow, they're buying in. It's pretty clear what the issue was there. Um, and then to see Philly cater to Hertz's strengths, to see, and I know we talked about this before the season, we thought I was crazy on predictions. I said Jimmy G would be the quarterback. You did. I, because you don't bring him back unless you were scared out of your damn mind of what you're seeing with Trey Lance. I wonder where the 49ers would be right now if Trey Lance doesn't break his leg. It's a great question. What if I told you that they would be intriguing, but I don't think they would be where they are right now? Man, I think Jimmy, they know he knows that all. Like they know how to win with Jimmy G. That makes sense to a point. That's what I'm saying to a point. But if Tart makes that catch, they're in the Super Bowl. You know what I? And I I (laughs) call you're right. You're you're absolutely. I would say every show. I'm trying to convince myself. As much as I like San Francisco, and I'm right there with you, I, I feel like we cannot. Sell Seattle short. I mean, Seattle is a legitimately so, good football team that okay. that could do real damage in the hundred percent agree. Like yeah. that's a team that can threaten. What is basically when you're talking about the NFC? Why can't Dallas threaten? Why can't Seattle threaten? Dallas, Seattle, they're all capable of winning yeah. the NFC. Yeah, because of what there is not an elite quarterback that they. You know, what I'm saying they're on on the Josh Allen. You're not fighting Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers isn't. You know, he has come back to the pack a little bit. I do think Aaron Rodgers is still playing at a pretty high level, believe it or not. Got some Geno, Geno Smith stats. Geno's here. awesome. Let's hear it. Nine touchdowns on 20-plus yard throws, the most in the NFL. This is bad. He's got six games with multiple passing touchdowns. He had seven his entire NFL career prior to this season. He's the NFC Offensive Player of the Month, obviously. Um, he was Jim Monas's Go Long's preseason team to be the worst team in the end I mean, of the league. He had a perfect – I don't know if people saw this. When it was 10-10 to 10 at the end of the third quarter against the Giants, I mean, throws an absolute dart. Dot. Like, dart. Tyler Lockett dropped it. Boom. I mean, his accuracy right now is freaky. I feel like this with Gino, which is cool because, you know, he's never had this extended type of – really playing time, where it was get him in, you know he's coming out. It's never been really his show in a mature franchise or a mature franchise. And we never saw him unleashed, if that makes sense, in the passing game, right? And now they've done, and you made a great point, John Schneider has done a great job drafting. They have a running back. It's, it's really, 
I, I wrote about today. I couldn't have been more wrong. And we joke about my man Pete Carroll for getting, not letting me off the elevator first, but I got to give him credit on this. Well done, Pete and John Schneider. You guys, to transition from Russell Wilson to this, yeah, right, is hard to do. The transition, look at Pittsburgh, look at New Orleans. Pittsburgh and New Orleans weren't ready for the transition from the franchise to Seattle. I hate, we know. There's, we know plenty about the Seattle thing. We know they were ready. John Schneider was ready to move on from Russell yes. Wilson years ago. Yeah. And guess what, Ben? I think we're seeing maybe why. And I don't think it's all the – I don't – and let me say this. I don't think it's all about his – whatever is going on with his personality. I think there was some – I think his play, you know, I was grading them every week. His play was falling down, Russell Wilson. He wasn't the elite playmaker that he was years ago because he was special athletically. He's not anymore. Like the eighth father time. Yeah. His game was so predicated on second reaction. It, How do you have that second reaction if you're not as athletic as, as athletic. twitchy and all of all that. that? So, well done, Seattle. And yes. Another team. I think those are your good long shot bets. Crazy. And they see the same thing. They should. Right? They should have. He went six and eight as a starter, I think. You're going to pair up an aging bet with a rookie head coach. Interesting. Wouldn't be my philosophy. Yeah. Our philosophy in Buffalo was let's get a fresh, let's get a young coach, and then let's find that young quarterback paired up. Yeah. That was our philosophy. And it worked as far as they went, and, you know, we got Sean and then they did a great job of getting Josh Allen. But that should be your philosophy. It shouldn't be, hey, let's go get it. It's like the Colts. I, I don't understand this philosophy of getting these guys that are, who's telling you they can still do this? I think it's almost like a byproduct of the high stakes nature of, of the game where like the Colts, they're, they're, they're so Stunned by the Andrew Luck thing, and at no point can you look in the mirror and say, At some point, you've got to be like, Okay, let's just start over at this. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. You're you're viewing yourself as a contender, and you're just trying to find somebody that can it's proven to get by, get by, get by. Like, you might have to take a step back before you take a step forward, and I just feel like there's no right or wrong. I mean, we just talked about Geno Smith. You know, leading the contending Seahawks, I get it. But the, the, the Colts, it's season to season, it's like, if you're in the NFC, if you're the Colts and you're in the NFC, okay, fair enough. You have a defense, you have a running game. Let me give me that veteran quarterback that I can get, you know, I can get to the Super Bowl with in the NFC. Have you studied the AFC, you know, the Colts? Have you looked around what you're trying to beat? It's quarterback in the AFC. You have to find a way to beat those guys. Matt Ryan? That's what you're coming to. Yeah, that's what you're coming. That's it the really best wasn't pretty a training camp either. You know, when I went on that tour, Phil was, Rivers and Carson Wentz. Oh, that's what you're trying to beat Mahomes yeah. and Josh. Those guys are like. And now they got Ellinger in there. Like, who would have thought? That's that's just the get. That's just because they just want to find out about. Him. Yeah. Why not? I agree with putting him in. Why not? Yeah. Find out. Shit, maybe he does spark you. Who knows? But you're still not. I always think Josh Allen and Mahomes when the Colts make those signings, like, you know, Matt Ryan's coming to Indy or Philip Rivers. I always think Mahomes and Josh Allen are like those young basketball players when they're playing the, the bet and they almost they feel bad. Like, man, I love that guy. 
growing up, he was one of my favorite players watching him. Now I can't guard me. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to drop step. Like Shaq drop stepping on David Robinson. Well, it's like, like the, uh, I love the, and, I love that it's taken the round for that picture of Patrick Ewing with the match. Oh, it's awesome. I saw that with the Raptors yes, on the block. Just, like, yes. That's so, it it's is like, making the it's round. It's like Russell and Brady and Rogers. All that. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it's, it's just, those guys like, hey, Everyone he was, well, we talked about. I never thought Josh Allen should be compared to Cam Newton. It's not even comparable. He's so much better. Why okay. is? I, I've got a couple of theories. I want to hear yours first. Like, why is the quarterback play just kind of down this year? It is, and from watching these games every week too, it. I don't want to say it because I hate this. Don't ever want to say it because of the lack of offseason. I am never going into that. I will always believe there's a lot of young quarterbacks. The college game is so completely different than the NFL game. I'll never understand it. We always call college football free minor league, but it really isn't where they're not learning the NFL game. They're learning that system for that coach at college, get his $12 million, <laughs> right? And get, get on his yeah. championship and get, you know, all that. Yeah. Now you have to go and play football in the NFL. It's a process, as we're seeing. Trevor Lawrence, as my perfect example, as Dabo keeps getting contract extensions. But Dabo or Trevor didn't learn the NFL offense, like no Clemson quarterbacks do, right? Which was a concern. Ohio State, their quarterback play really coming out hasn't been, right? These are system quarterbacks that are recruited to win you the title. Now, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, is plenty talented enough, you know. But I don't want to say it in fields, too. But I'm just saying it's not natural. It's not easy. Well, I just have the image, the imagery of, uh, I mean, this all really began to shift with Chip Kelly's offense in Oregon, where they're holding up the poster boards of the pictures. And it's like, all right, so that. you think intellectually what are they doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, but you're, it's like one word, one picture, throw. signals, boom, this is what you're running. And it's, boom, first, it, there's snap, not a lot of thinking. Throw, snap, throw, snap, You know where you're going with the ball right away. Where the NFL requires thinking from that position. Improvise. Look at the throws Josh Allen, Mahomes, Lamar, Joe Burrow make under pressure. You don't get that in college. Right. You have the best offensive line that's keeping you upright. Like, it's it's a whole – it's really the best – it's really what separates it. I think about it so much when you evaluate quarterbacks in college now. Look for the guy that is making those insane – Insane throws that which don't is make what sense. Which and Mahomes did, and Brett Favre did, who I thought Mahomes was, and I overthought it, thinking that style might not work in the NFL. But I'm just saying where it can, you know, you can see the don't overthink it. Take that because you need that because the guys on defense, they are the best athletes on the planet on defense. Do you know how hard it is to play on defense? It's all about spacing on defense. Explosion, speed, and spacing. You have to be so quick twitch and athletic all the time. Tackling is athleticism. Covering a player is athleticism. Rushing is power, athleticism. It's all the important. These guys are monsters. Like I love I just respect defense players so much because the rules are against them. Man, Jim, this is why I'm so lucky to have you as a podcast co-host. I mean, that's such a phenomenal point. Sorry, I just got and passionate on that. That, that was my scouting. Like, that's what you yeah. You got to find the trait that is yes. going to rise above, above the, 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 the stats. Study the stats. Yeah. 
because what was the criticism of Mac Jones? Okay, yeah, he has completion percentage is through the roof. But what it, what does he do? What's he going to improvise? That is special. And I started to kind of open my mind up to the argument last year, you know, when they're winning every week for a month and a half, that maybe that special trait is his body. Which, which that he's seen the game quite no question. Right. And that is a special trait. But I mean, if, if, if Zach Wilson doesn't give that game away, they lose to the Jets. I mean, he's, you know, in this quasi quarterback competition with Bailey Zappi out of Western Kentucky. This isn't the plan. This was not the plan for Mac Jones. So he doesn't have that Josh Allen S. No, that's very few, but. Few. I mean, but, but, there, but there, to there, your there point. There was never one trade that just popped yeah. So, you know, here, then I guess here's the natural follow up. So, is there a quarterback out there? Maybe he's up and down. Maybe he hasn't really emerged yet that does have that one trait deep within that can combat this world that you're describing. Like in the NFL right now, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the Jets thinking, right? Like the, oh, the, the, the I, I was just going to so say the one guy you, that made the. <laughs> I mean, he can make it. I'm so down on him right now. So here we go. Yeah, that's they, they that's don't extreme. Even, they don't even throw the ball down the field. The Jets. They're one of the worst well, yards per attempt. They're teams. trying to hide it. He can't make decisions. His mental, the game. And I talked about this last year, and I'm not seeing any improvement. In Zach Wilson with the mental speed of the game. He can't. He can't. It's too fast for him. Yeah. He's making horrible decisions. But the one guy that comes to mind that's untapped okay. is him. That he can do, he can do throw. Yeah. Them. How did that happen? He does do that. He's going to be tap. a bad More than Trevor coach. Lawrence does. He can do that. He can improvise more than Fields and Lawrence as far as making the Mahomes Allen throw. He would have that. All three of those picks were so inexcusable, too. I mean, all the he should not have thrown. They weren't even like a great play by the defender. It was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? There's concerns. Do they have a shot against Buffalo? They're at home. Only here's the only reason. Because first it's football, nobody knows what the hell is gonna happen. Two, Bills have some injuries on defense. For the first time I'm seeing some guys pop up on the injury list. So you put those two factors together, always a chance. Yeah. And the Jets are playing good defense. Yeah. Really good defense. So the Bills are gonna have to earn their points. Can the Jets score when they, they can't turn the ball over, right? Wilson can't that's every game. But for a team like that plays good defense, like the Jets, you can win this game. Anytime you play good defense, you can win. They have Brees Hall. Maybe oh. see a lane, but man, he looked good. He did. I just can't see it. No, I'm with you. I don't see it either. I don't, I don't see it. You're asking if they can. I'm giving you why they could. Now, third down. Pay attention to third down a little bit. The Jets are 21st, I think, on third down offense. But if you see something like that. Like the, the Jets hitting some third downs early in the game, that can be an indicator. Okay, this this game might be a little different than we expected. Something like that, but the Bills should win. So you what, got, great, great, great analysis. The Bills should beat the Jets. <laughs> Why you How many years Why you had, Jim? No, cut you off. That's the thing. You can get that from a second grade. <laughs> Oh man, so we want to definitely do these hangouts at Fatty's. Fatty Fridays. I'm liking the Fatty Friday. I like game. it. I like it. But let's let's do another uh yeah. tailgate. Tailgate is more catchy as Bill's. Let's do a tailgate. 
Uh, sure, we, if it's a 1 p.m. game, we're going to do it. We're going to copy the blood and guts for you. We'll sign them. Um, thank you, everybody, who bought a copy when we had our uh, shindig here before the Packers you know what, game. You know what blood and guts the, has really brought out? Dan Palace. Yeah. You brought it up when you first did the – I remember way back when you were when we were talking about you, know, you were doing your stories. But it, it's fun to see people reacting to it. They forget about how good that offense was. I tell you, well – I mean, one of the great things about writing a book is it, it naturally forces you to stay off of Twitter, which is great, because you've got to be watching games on YouTube all day. You just can't get out of those rabbit holes, oh, one great, after another. Great those Dan Fouts, San Diego Charger teams, oh, my God. I mean, that was before I was born. I couldn't stop watching. They are so fun to watch. They, they'd score 60 points a game in today's NFL. It was amazing. Awesome. Love it, love it. Yeah, so they're uh, – yeah, that the, the, the Kellen Winslow chapter is as much a – Fouts, Coriel, Chargers, Innovation Chapter. I mean, I think the book is more about life and, you know, these these moments of struggle that all these tight ends went through that kind of defined them. But there is some X's and O's mixed in here. If that's your thing, you we've got a lot of X's and O's. Yeah. And that chapter especially is really innovative. The game, the position. Totally the tight ends involving. Yeah. I like how you always – and how you took it through the time like that. And I, and I always would love that, like, Jimmy Graham – would have could have played four fouls, right? They would have been a great combo. Like I no, love Jimmy picturing, Graham, like he's about as close to Kellen Winslow as that. Well, that's what made me think. Yeah, because I was. That's I, a really good comp. Yeah, yeah. Just a straight receiving matchup. But tough as shit too. And, and Jimmy Graham tough was tougher tough, than okay. anybody knew. You saw it, like tough as tough like this. Tough as they are not afraid to go over the middle and make a catch and take a hit. Yeah, tough to tough to finish a block. Oh well, yeah, he's not going to be in line, you know, front side blocking for Pierre Thomas. I'm not saying that, I'm but just joking. so tough. Tough. Jimmy was tough. Bottom line, coming from what he came from, tough. The way he played on the basketball court was pure tough. Nobody wanted to deal with him. It was all rebounds, block shots, get out of my way. Just like Chris Manders, who's still playing in the NFL, yeah. by the way. Yeah, which I love. Um, and tough. It's number one thing. It's if you're scouting, start there. They aren't tough, move on. Beautifully said. Well, Fatty Friday. Fatty Friday is another one in the books. Thanks, everybody, for watching, listening. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, be sure to, we, we don't say this enough, but rate us, review us on Apple, Spotify. We, we appreciate it. That's how we keep this thing growing. And be on the lookout for our next hangout. Yeah, I want to do one. it again. Yeah. I may or may not be in Miami next week, Jim. So we might have to go remote. Sorry. Leave me for Miami. I thought you were going to say that. I feel like you're going to be heading to, to Hawaii next to do a real in-depth story on Tua. You have to go all the way. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Han. I got to go to Hawaii for a week. You know, you got the kids. Let me know, how that, let me know how that goes. <laughs> that was good as my prediction with the Rams. And me and Chris predicting the Rams to beat the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, it'd be game <laughs> over. It'd be game over. Hey, I want to say congrats to loyal reader listener Kyle Trimble. He was here at the Fed. He just had his baby today. So Kyle, Kyle cheers. Here Go he is on in Fatty like five days ago, and his wife's oh. pregnant. And he to show the commitment to show up and drink beer with us. I don't know how he was able to talk his wife into that. Hey, honey, I'm sorry. I got to go drink some beers with Ty and Jim. I would say that there was a good conversation that was made. Yeah. Good for him. We appreciate it. That was fun, Thank you. All right. We'll see you soon, guys.